1: and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Steve on from Shindig, and we'll be learning about the business case, the use case for why prospects and customers pick Shindig. So let's do some introductions. Steve, would you please introduce both yourself and Shindig?
0: Hi, well, thanks so much for for having me today, William. Um, uh, My name's Steve Gottlieb and I'm the founder of Shindig and uh among the things we want to talk about is shindig's latest new offering water cooler um i have an interesting background to be in in tech and to have uh come up with this technology uh which i think is um really uh quite important to hr executives um i had a prior to this i had a, a 25-year career in the music business as oh, a very nice
1: you, can, can you tell us any of the uh, any of the companies or any of the any of the, the labels or their acts?
0: I signed Nine Inch Nails and Pitbull and Little John and Job Rule and a bunch of others. Oh my uh, goodness!
1: I, uh, How cool is that? I uh, I almost went to work for Rhino Records back in the late nineties.
0: Well, then you will also appreciate that my first record. That started the company off was a record called Television's Greatest Hits, a compilation <laughs> of all
1: TV themes. Oh no, that's greatness! Oh my God, you and I—we're going to have to go offline and talk about that because I—I I loved. I mean, I—I I mean, literally, I was this close to to uh, to accepting the position, but I, I believe it would have led to uh, a divorce, <laughs> so <laughs> so I didn't take the position, and so here we are now. Um, Shindig itself. Give us the kind of the overlay of what Shindig does, then we'll get into Water Cooler.
0: So the connection and the reason why I, rec- I mentioned the music business experience is that my success with the music business was all about creating fan bases and evangelical fan bases uh, for artists who weren't necessarily immediately uh, in, in, in the mainstream and they weren't quite obvious. And doing that was all about creating premium experiences that really made fans, that cultivated super fandom. Um, And when I left music, I looked around at the experience in video conferencing and got a sense that it was a real void, that they were really flat and and uninteractive. Um, And I, I came to understand that the reason for that was individuals really had no agency, that there was, uh, you were kind of locked in to this Brady Bunch grid with everyone staring at one another, whether they were talking or not, and um, there was no ability to sidebar, confer, to whisper, there was no ability to kind of talk to your friends or for people to, everything had to be dealt with in front of everyone else. And we, you know, long before the word, you know, the result was Zoom fatigue. And we kind of perceived that, that inadequacy of the Zoom architecture long before uh, the world put a, a, a name on it. And we think that that notion of Zoom fatigue is really that sense of oppression that comes from being in a, a, a large-scale event uh, or virtual event and having no optionality. You know, it doesn't Zoom fatigue really doesn't happen when it's meetings of two or three or four people any more than you get telephone fatigue. Right. Uh, But that anxiety really begins to happen when you're in these large Zoom calls of 40 or 50 or more. No different than a conference call uh, with just audio. You know, no one ever was on a conference call with 100 people and say, gee, that was a great experience. (laughs) uh, 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 You know, that architecture of. Uh, one audio channel um, uh, may work for you and I talking. Right. Uh, but um, when it's a large-scale experience, people want degrees of autonomy.
1: So I love this already. Do you see uh, applications of water cooler uh, throughout different parts of the HR process? Or where do you see it kind of sit? Uh, and, and or who do you think owns it?
0: Right. So forgive me, because I kind of went and an odd securities route. So, oh, no,
1: no, no. I'm, I'm a non-sequitur guy. You're good. You're, you're at home. We're good. Okay.
0: So the, the, the one of the key differentiators of our Shindig technology is allows for, uh, you can have 500 people in a virtual event, and they can break up into innumerable private conversations.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: so we devised water cooler because we heard from our clients who were using shindig for large scale conferences and meetings and presentations and, and all the rest, that they had a very specific need and uh, that arose during the pandemic. And one that I think is even more in front of HR directors now, which is retention. And they said, hey, we have technology that's great for our team meeting of five or six people. And even for our larger meetings, uh it's It's okay, but what's really broken is all that social fabric of mm-hmm. our company culture that was established through all the spontaneous and ad hoc conversations that occur throughout people's day. And you know the the text messaging, be it on slack or or what have you, uh, was all well and good. But it still didn't substitute for those spontaneous encounters by the coffee station, in the elevator lobby, uh, wherever it was in the physical office, that kind of helped people mix things up, created all those uh, 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 unplanned but critical transfers of information and knowledge. So water cooler is um, a very specific use case of uh, of the shindig technology to really address hybrid organizations how do we keep people connected keep them feeling uh their commitment level their sense of shared mission to the organization keep it uh reinvigorate it and and keep it at a high level especially in this period where people feel so alienated and uh, uh, disconnected from their organization
1: I love this i you know it it mirrors I talked to the chief people officer uh diversity officer and people officer of uh ADP yesterday you know, West Point guy, and uh, his take on leadership was so remarkable because he's like as a leader, it's your responsibility to talk to your people. It isn't their responsibility to talk to you like it was a fantastic and you know you've got technology that enables that. Like, like the, you know, if, if, if you believe that leaders, you know, if you're waiting for your people to come to you, they're, they're just going to leave. They're going to, you know, for whatever reason, they just, you know, they won't feel like you're invested in their life or their success, etc. cetera. If just had a really, really unique take. And I love that water cooler is a, a mechanism, you know, to, you can also see it on the attraction side. So you can see, um, You can see it being used, or I could see it being used as a way for recruiters to talk about, "Hey, once you're hired, you know, I know you want to be remote and in remote forever, or hybrid, or whatever the model is. This is this is one of our engagement tools. This is one of the ways that we keep conversations flowing, and and so it's important to us. It's important to us from a values culture perspective, and we we use Watercore for this reason." So I can almost see recruiters using it as a sales tool to bring in candidates, but a retention tool, possibly even performance management, you know, kind of the 360-degree feedback conversations that need to happen. Uh, I we, love we that.
0: Enable, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. So was just riffing on what you're saying. We enable great recruitment events, um, and it is a great way for an organization to lean into showing how they have adapted to hybrid
1: oh, because
0: nice. it allows you to do a recruitment event where there are multiple staff people interacting with multiple candidates uh, around a presentation where it's informal. Let me introduce you to this person. You, If you accept, you may be working with this person. He, he runs this. It allows you to have that same kind of cocktail party experience
1: oh, I love that, that you
0: might uh, might want to do at, at, at a recruitment fair, but it also kind of demonstrates, you know, right now, among the the kind of socializing culture functions that have gone out with the bathwater uh, and are not reproducible on Zoom or Teams are the new employee welcome. Yep. So if you want to introduce, you know, your new cohort, both to their class of fellow new cohorts where they can meet people across different departments who they wouldn't normally meet in formal meetings. And they can meet uh, people across the organization, across the whole global infrastructure. Yeah, Uh, um, And they can be part of a, a class or... Meet the larger department who they may not work with anytime soon, but they're going to want to know who they are, what they look like, maybe have two words with them, tell them a joke, introduce them. So I went to this school, you know, I live here, whatever it is, uh, but establish some common ground. So we enable everything from the coffee breaks to the communal lunches to so and so's uh, back from maternity leave to let's do the new employee welcome, let's celebrate hitting the sales milestone let's
1: uh, uh um you can see celebrating uh, personal life too you know so-and-so's on vacation here's 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 what's going on like it's you know celebrating you know uh rest ethic right you know away from work so we avoid burnout like this could be uh you know it's a tool for good which which i love so use the reference cocktail party which i absolutely love because i we're, we're both of the age. So. We used to go to the networking events. And I remember one of my friends kind of being down on networking events. I'm like, dude, you just got to meet one person. Like, you you don't have to meet all hundred. You just got to meet one uh, to make it worth your while. So, yeah, you might shake, you know, 99 other hands or whatever, but it's a one person. And y'all have found a way to activate that. And that cocktail party experience where it is kind of random. You know, you bump into people, you know, go into the bathroom or whatever. And it's like, you know what? You find out you have something in common, you connect. And I think ultimately we're all looking for that type of connection, you know, at at work and and not at work. We're all looking for that connectivity. So let me ask you, and this was like picking your favorite, you know, child or niece or nephew or whatever. But when you do uh, the demo or when, when when you show people water cooler for the first time, what do you love to show them? Like, what's your favorite part?
0: Well, it's just, you know, um, that uh, people are wowed by just the fact that they could be in. So uh, when you're in water cooler, you see the whole experience. So you can see, you know, 100 people, but they're all in their own private chats. Right. And so you can move around conversation, conversation, just like at a, a cocktail party, and then make that conversation full screen. That just, uh, 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 really uh, gives people a rush. Everything that all, all these people are pumping—the metaverse, you know—that's the metaverse is already here. Met, the metaverse, all the promises—you're going to be able to explore this virtual world and 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 kind of engage um, with people just like you were in a in the same kind of physical space. That's what Shindig enables and Water Cooler enables, just without the need for headgear and. And new applications. We're all, you know, just in the browser or on your phone. But it already enables that kind of marvel of being able to be, uh, 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 be able to move around conversation to conversation, and uh, kind of be social online in video, not in, you know, uh, not just in text-based, but in video.
1: Oh, I love that. Uh, So, Um, some of your favorite customer success stories without brand names or any of that type of stuff, but just applications where you're like, wow, that's cool. I really like how, uh, you know, I didn't think of that. And they've used it in a way that you're like, you're, you know, you're marvel, you know, a little bit at.
0: Well, um, you know, water cooler is very, is kind of uh, tuned to every office culture to use either for the regular, you know, hey, we meet for uh, 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 coffee breaks or, or afternoons, just stretches or what have you, this time of day and meet here or uh, or what have you. Uh, Shindig has been used for all kinds of uh, very sophisticated events from uh, 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 political conventions to... Oh, wow. uh, Cheryl uh, Sandberg has used it for lean-in to uh, uh, meetups to uh, Rihanna using it for a uh, pride celebration for 4,000 fans. So um, 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 chinning has been used for all kinds of amazing kind of high-value, sophisticated, uh, and complicated uh, uh, engagements. As I said, I think the excitement right now for in HR is you know uh is not necessarily uh um, uh those ambitious conventions, which you know everyone is focused on getting people back to the office and, right. and and restoring that. It's just that to make that work, they need to be responsive to the hybrid workforce and the people who uh don't want to work start you know restart commuting five days a week. And the only way to really do that is to is to try and recognize that they need that that virtual lounge, you know, the remote workers need that social engagement and um, uh, uh, the entire hybrid team, you know, can't rely on, the happenstance of who's in the office. Offices at 60% density are by their nature a little bit le- little bit less interactive than they even were before at full occupancy. Um, and even before uh, the pandemic, most of the staff was dealing day in, day out with people who were remote because they were at other offices around the globe. Right. So we have to remember Work has become, we're global, global, companies are now all global. uh, And so having the right tool set to increase uh, communication and improve fluid communication amongst geographically distributed teams, be they work from home or just geographically distributed, uh, um, um, is critical to to, uh, uh, any organization's uh,
1: optimal functioning. So the so for the HR and recruiting leaders that are out there, when they're evaluating, you know, water cooler, shindig and water cooler in particular, um, what are the questions that they should be asking you? Like, you know, there's a litany of questions that they probably you'd like to eliminate, uh, which it which would be fun content for us to explore as well. But just like, what do you love? Like, you just know they get it. Like when they start going down this path, you're like, okay, they get it. Like, okay.
0: Okay, well, the first thing everyone, you know, asks is well look i got too many platforms Mm -hmm. i don't need another platform and and we got you uh we didn't we designed this to complement your zoom teams slack whatever your installation is for uh workplace we're not looking to touch that that's we're looking to solve your discrete problem i have you know teams is great for my meetings i don't want to touch that they're all trained up but I can't do a communal lunch. I can't do a welcome party for my mm-hmm. new staff. I can't introduce all my new employees to one another. You know, I can't do, you know, so I need something for that. And so we sit on top of that or alongside. We single sign on, boom, easy integration with whatever, you, whatever you're using to provide your organization security. And uh, you just message through whatever platform you're messaging. We're not adding a new Uh, a messaging platform on top it's just send out an email send out a a a slack whatever communication you favor and you announce it to the team and it's available 24 7 so once the team knows it's there it catches on like wildfire you do just a handful of events in it um, and people are automatically then saying hey we just came from that great talk with the ceo about the new product let's all meet up and discuss it in kind of like a uh, kind of and have a brainstorming session, which is kind of more of a more of a free for all kind of session than than a structured Zoom call. Uh, uh, and so they just gravitate and they automatically, you know, go to the Zoom, do to, to the to the lounge, the virtual lounge, uh, the water cooler space for that.
1: Two two questions left. One is, is are, there, do you, are you starting to see uh, certain industries or verticals or company sizes where they just kind of see watercolor and it's like, we've been looking for this. We've been looking for something like this forever. Thank God you built it, etc. Like, have you seen anything in the data where it's like, it's tracking in, in some direction?
0: Um, well, um, the, the, um, I think it's the organizations who are leaning into hybrid. And have come up with new titles, like uh, um, you know, workplace experience officer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chief, chief hybrid officer. Yeah.
0: They understand this is a this is a problem to be solved. It doesn't have one solution. It's not one and done. Right. It's not. It's like this is going to be a process, a balancing act of competing agendas. It's uh, going to. and it's going to involve a lot of iteration, and and, uh, uh, um, um, and I think it, it, uh, and a certain amount of internal creativity to translate what was your all that culture, right? All those informal back channels yep. of communication that were so critical to uh, so many company functions, how to translate that all into hybrid work? Um, um, so. Um, I think, you know, there are some organizations that are still hoping they're going to, it's just going to be, uh, 2019 sometime soon, but oh, I think yeah. the organizations that do lean in are going to see, uh, you know, this great, uh, new efficiency, because as, as I said before, we were already pretty geographically dispersed already. Right. Um, uh, and, um, uh, um, so, um, and welcoming people back to one office still leaves you with the problem of how do we still have that problem of imperfect communications between offices. And before and yesteryear, we were spending a fortune on travel to try and overcome that. Now we really realize we don't need to do that.
1: You know what how I really love? What I love about this, Steve, is that it's 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 really emphasizing the human connection that's that we've probably thought we had in 2019 that we didn't and uh over the over the pandemic, it's not over, but over these last two years or so, we've learned that that actually that human connection is really important to us. all of us, remote or you know not, it's important to all of us and i love I absolutely love what you built last last question just because we are talking about h r, which you know their budget always goes up to operations or or finance right for every for approval. And you get asked, I'm sure you get asked this question every day, how do they build that, that ROI or that business case for 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 the spend, for, for water cooler?
0: Well, I, I think, you know, um, I think anyone who looks at water cooler and sees the experience will know that they are going to save, they're going to save a bunch of people from leaving their company, that yeah. this is going to have a significant impact on people who felt alienated feeling reconnected in a way that even coming into the physical office may not um, that this kind of ongoing uh effort um to allow this virtual space to grow up um can really uh you know i heard in one article uh, hr trade or hr uh study put out uh, about the uh, the great reshuffle talked about, uh, for many, camaraderie beats compensation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, uh, uh, you know, when, you, when companies find themselves in those bidding wars on, or those uh, headhunters calling and waving, you know, raises, you know, uh, you know it, matching the offer only goes so far. The real thing that they, they really, uh, or improving the offer. But the real thing that that influences the decision powerfully is I don't want to leave my friends. I got contacts here. I got people who care about me. Yep. Uh, uh, um, and I believe in the mission. This is more than just a paycheck for me. You know, uh, so tools that bring that to the fore, um, I think are, are really critically important. Um, um, and I think... Um, are you know the ROI on this stuff uh, uh, is 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 very clear because it doesn't take you know more than one or two hires yeah. to cover the cost for the well the yeah
1: role. you're looking at touching uh, you know at least you know retention engagement experience and if for no other reason than if uh, on the retention side the cost of re- recruiting and retraining and all that lost productivity uh, you know it's a pretty simple business case in in my mind. Steve, I love what you've built. I absolutely love what you built. It's it's amazing. Thank you so much for carving out time and coming on the Use Case Podcast.
0: William, thank, thank you so much for having me. I really
1: yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time.
0: You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.